quiet town, the killer clown. Can a group of outcasts stop this demonic force before it destroys them all? All this can only mean one thing, we're comparing IT and IT Chapter 1 on this episode of Retro vs. Remake. Dan Farley, and we all float down here, float. We all float down here. And this is Retro vs. Remake. Oh! The series where we watch movies and the remakes, compare them, figure out should this remake exist. Should it? I'm jumping right in. It 1990, which was actually more of a uh, mini series, right? They made it a movie, so. Two part mini series. Let's see, for the portion that we're doing, we're going to talk about. Uh, the characters as children, so we'll stay in that range right now. But uh, starring Tim Curry, Jonathan Brandis, Brandon Crane, Adam Freezy, Seth Green. Seth Green. Seth Green. Right? Young Seth Green look like he's fresh out of Weezer. Straight up. Ben Heller, Emily yeah. Perkins, and Marlon Taylor. Nah, whatever. Yeah. Or anyone else in the show. You know how it is. You know exactly how it is. Directed by Tommy Lee Wallace, adapted from Lawrence D. Cohen, who did screenplay. It, 2017. <laughs> Starring Bill Skarsgård, Jada Martell, Finn Wolfhard, Sophia Lillis, Jeremy Ray Taylor, Chosen Jacobs, Jack Dylan Grazer, Wyatt Olaf, Nicholas Hamilton, and Jake Sim. He wolfs so hard, don't you think? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and. Directed by Andy. Mus I wish. Andy Musietti. Uh, the writers were Chase Palmer, Kerry Joji, Fukunaga, and others, apparently. And to your point, both these films were adapted from the Stephen King novel of the same name that was written in 1986. 1986. It was a fine year. The Mets won the World Series. I was two. Mm. Um, yeah, that's it. That's all I know about that. I was so negative good. two. Negative two. I was negative two at the time. So was that. Yeah, what's, what's your what's your first experience with these films? Ah, uh, the first one. Uh, I remember watching it when I was a child. I remember seeing it on TV yeah. when it was out, and then um, I watched it later. Uh, I I was with an ex, and it was on Halloween or around Halloween, which is around the time when you'd be watching this, and uh, we. I realized that I could do a pretty decent Tim Curry impression, nice, nice. and uh, it freaked her out. So naturally, I would do it constantly, constantly to her. That's who and you I, are. That's who I am. I'm an asshole. <laughs> and I would we, it'd be like intimate times, be laying in bed, like oh happy anniversary, and I'd lean over and say, we all float down here, we all float down, and she'd get weirded out and then run away, <laughs> and I'd be like, well, we're watching the game now. Uh, and then I, uh, I took her to see it at 
the movie in the movie theater, a packed movie theater, and it was a it was kind of a retro, uh, no pun intended for this podcast, a retro feeling of like I was there with a, a girl and she was like holding on to my arm and it was like scaring and she was like holding on. And I was like, this is cool. Yeah. I liked it and I haven't had that feeling since. So it was good when I first when I saw that in the movie theater. So those are mine. What about yours, Reggie? Yeah, um, my first time watching these films was for this podcast. It's a kind of running theme that I'm not really like a horror film guy in this uh, show. So like I yeah, I'm not either. Yeah, a little bit I guess. I never saw the docu series I guess because I was negative two when the book came out. Yeah, and um, because I wasn't familiar with many series, I never watched the new hit film. Yeah, new people seem to like it or whatever. Or yeah, talk about it, but. Yeah, it wasn't really my bag. Yeah, okay. I, I read the book when I was a kid, after the move, after the miniseries came out. Mm -hmm. That's a big book, by the way, guys. If you're ever reading at home, it's like 1,300 pages. It's really? a long book. Um, and it gets so much weirder in the book on so many, on a thousand different levels that they kept making references to the move in the movie. Right. That, like, it's like, oh, that's cool, because I know that, because I know, remember it from the book. Like, oh, that makes sense, but they never really explain it, so it's kind of just this stupid Easter egg in there, and mm. you're like, oh, okay. Like the turtle in, right. uh, in, in chapter one. It's like uh, he has a, the Lego turtle in, his, in Georgie's room. In the books, the turtle is like, it's like this eternal struggle between these two beings, it mm. and the turtle. The turtle is like a celestial being that has the entire universe on his shell. Okay. And basically he's all that is good and it is all that is bad. Interesting. And uh, it's an eternal strip. But they make like reference to that, but they never really, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's Stephen King for you, man. Stephen he's, King. Uh, it's like, man, how much coke did you do? He did a lot. He did lot. a lot. The answer was all of it. A lot. One second. Yeah, I mean, that, I was thinking that the entire time. I was like, how much coke? Yo, my God, Did he to come up with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll get into it, but I feel like the the remake draws more from the book in terms of, like, different, like, rituals and stuff like that. Yes. That's awesome. Uh, that aren't really in the, uh, the original, but I guess we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Nice. No, yeah, let's get... Let's play good cop, bad cop on this one. Let's do it. Honestly. It's just because of the sun. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. I'll break down the synopsis and then we can just dive right in this. Let's break down! Let's dive in! What do you think? Let's go crazy! Let's break it down. Let's get floaty! In the town of Derry, the local kids are disappearing one by one. In a, <laughs> in a place known as the Barrens, a group of seven kids are united by their horrifying and strange encounters with an evil clown and their determination to kill it. That's about all you need. Yeah! And there's some bullying in there's there. Some there's bullying. some family trauma in there. But ultimately it's about kids who have dubbed themselves basically the loser the loser club mm -hmm. the loser club and how they struggle against a shape-shifting clown that has been picking off kids in the town yes one by one including one of their brothers so including yeah. one of their brothers which is a great opening how both of these open yeah which is uh georgie the yeah. younger brother of bill the main the main protagonist i guess sure who you know Believe it or not, grows up to be a writer. But I'm going to digress. Um, 
uh, that he's a stand-in for Stephen King. And Georgie, he makes a paper boat, which, I don't know, have you ever made a paper boat to, like, dub, do uh, that? I've, like, done a paper boat before. I don't think I've ever done. Like, that, that, I yeah. never have. But they both, in both uh, renditions, they both have a yellow raincoat, and they follow the boat down, down the stream, mm -hmm. get into the, falls into a sewer grate, where Pennywise, the mutant clown, yes. is waiting. That's helpful that she Yes. That she's a mutant clown. Mutant clown, or whatever the hell he is, is waiting for Georgie. Yeah. In 1990, Georgie's played by Tony Dakota, which, whatever. With, uh... You might be familiar with his uh, brother's work, North, and uh, his other brother's work, South. That's, that's phenomenal shit. Thank you. Thank you. In our 2017 film, Georgie is played by Jackson Robert Scott. So, I mean, just getting into that Georgie scene, um, they both... Yeah, yeah I was just going to say, in both movies... It's great. Mm -hmm. It really is great. It really, really, it, I think, might be the best part of... All of it. Yeah. It's is those, that opening scene in both movies. That intro introduction. Yeah, yeah, that introduction. Because it starts off, it's, you know, it's, it's such a playful thing of this kid playing in the rain. And he's also neglecting all, like, the, all, like, the construction that's going on so, and the stuff that's actually dangerous for a kid to be running through. Right. And, in fact, I think in the new, uh, the new one, doesn't he whack his head? He whacks his head into like a board. I think he might. Yeah. Yeah. He like there's like you know a street stopper, and he whacks his head into it, and uh, while he's chasing the boat, which, you know, it's a different time, guys. Some of us didn't have iPads growing up. We used paper boats. Uh, I never did, but doesn't mean people did it. It's a great point. Yeah. There's like a subtle. It's not really subtle, but there is a change between the two films. Um, the original takes place when they're kids. It's 1969. Yes. In Derry, Maine. <laughs> Yeah, love that. Summer 69, baby. Summer 69. And for the newer film, it's 1989. Yes. These kids are coming up. So. 1989. Which, I think, it does work. But I, the only thing I don't like about that whole aspect is it feels like it's trying to cash in on nostalgia of the people that are going to see it. Right, that's fair. You know, like, it's like cashing in the Stranger Things nostalgia. Also, you have the kid from Stranger Things in the show, in the movie, I mean. Yeah, which is, and he's, granted, he plays the complete opposite of what he does. Sure. He still looks like uh, that kid, even though now in the new Stranger Things, he does look like a ghoul. Mm, um, yeah. He is a ghoulish looking man. Um, but in these... I think, I think you're right that they are cashing in on, like, that nostalgia because there's, like, a new Kids on the Block Yeah, that's going throughout the film. And, and like, Lethal Weapon is playing at the movie mm -hmm. theater. Right. And, like, all, all that stuff. Like, it's just like, oh, look at this. Wasn't time, time simpler? But it's almost like the... If you're going to do 1969, the racism might, makes much more sense. Right. Not that there wasn't racism in 1989, because we fixed it in 1981. Oh, sure. We but it's been, it's been solved forever. Long but, time ago. <laughs> long time ago. But the fact that, like, if you're going to bring in the race card, it was so much more prevalent in 1969 right. than it was in 1989. Not that it wasn't, but I feel like people already were like, ugh, I shouldn't say that. I feel it, but I'm not going to say it. Like, Yeah, like... That extra layer of, like, there wouldn't really be a lot of repercussions for them fucking yeah. like a black kid. Like, it's just, you know, sign of the times, really. Yeah, sign know? of the times. Let's, 
But you're right, like the racism doesn't work on the same level if it's 1985. No, like, absolutely not. Close. And all, yeah, it's just, I don't, I do think like, and it kind of adds a whole other element to his bike. Mm. Like just his, like in the, in the miniseries and the, the movie, the bikes are pretty much the same. Right. So they, it's like, uh, it's like the 60s bike. Which makes sense in the 60s, but in like 1989, even if you have the same bike, it's almost like, oh, are you just that poor? Right, like, right. I don't understand. Right. Like, why, why do you, you have, have this shitty bike? That bike. Don't you have a huffy white heat you could get? You would think. Yeah, that, that's the thing. There, there's different elements of sort of the source material. And I guess, you know, I think overall things still kind of play, but like there are these moments where it's a little awkward. Yeah. It's 1989. Yeah, it's... Not that I think it's bad. It's it's not because you gotta. I mean, who's going to see the movie? People and people that were like kids in 1969 are not going to be like. We gotta go see the Duet. Right. We gotta right. go check it out. No, it's people like me who was like, oh, I remember 1989, kinda. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I went to go see the Indiana Jones movies and whatever. They're great. Yeah, and Ghostbusters too and Batman. Um, but that. That's like what I guess I can accept it though. Like I, I don't think it's that big of a deal because you want to make it in the in the present time. Mm. But then I feel like some of the stuff kind of gets like. I mean, we could get into the present time later, but sure. now that you have like technology and stuff, not only does technology remove some kind of the mysticism of the whole journey of whatever there is they're doing. Right. It's really not the same if, like, we're on our way to battle a demon and I could be on Instagram, like, at the same time, like, <laughs> putting it up, putting it on our story. It's not really the same, like, ooh, tension, you know. That's a great point. There's different technology they opt out of. Like, yeah. a big part of both of the films is whatever control this uh, this clown, I guess we could just talk about it. Yes. In 19... Yeah, in 1990, Pennywise... The Dancing Clown. The Dancing Clown. Is played by Tim Curry. Tim Curry. I'm sorry. Uh, portrayed phenomenally, phenomenally by Tim Curry. Oh, come on, fucko. Don't you want a balloon? I'm not supposed to take stuff from strangers. Your dad said so. Very wise of your dad, Georgie. Very wise indeed. True. True. And with a different approach to... Pennywise, but you know, one I can respect. You got Bill Skarsgård, yes, who does Pennywise in the 2017 film. Here, take it, take it, Georgie. You, you mentioned like the Georgie scene when you get introduced to both of them. That intro, like you said, makes yeah films. Like if you don't land Pennywise, none of this works. Yes. Yeah. And in 1990, there's some budget constrictions and other things that make the film not um, the greatest no. piece of cinema. No. But what they do get right is this intro to Pennywise oh. with Tim Curry. Just Which I think, it, I would argue mm. that the intro of the two of them, the Tim Curry's intro is so much better yeah. than his because he... Don't get me wrong, Tim Curry in this movie is extremely creepy. Right. Extreme. But when you first see him, he's not. Mm -hmm. That's what it... That right. would bring the kid in. Like, whereas he... Skarsgård looks like a monster. Right. Like, he looked like... Don't talk to the clown in the sewer. Like, right. that guy... Whereas, like, Pennywise might be like, Oh, that's okay, Georgie. And right. Every, and, like, it might allure... 
it might lure an eight-year-old in there that he might say like, oh, uh, uh, this guy looks okay. You don't know what you're getting, right? Not like, at all. He's so confusing. Right, because he, he is sort of almost like affable. Like, like you could see yourself having a conversation with this guy. It would be weird as hell. But yes. it's not like immediately like, oh, that's a monster. Yeah. So I'm, I am confused why there's a clown in the sewer um, with Tim Curry's voice. <laughs> yes. But then when it allows him to switch from that, that like not menacing into the menacing. Into the menacing. It's almost more, it's more petrifying. Yes. That he does because it was like luring you into this, uh, like a false sense of comfort. Mm -hmm. Because he's like, oh, we just, we're floating down here. We can all, uh, you want, you want the boat, Georgie? Where it's like, hey, Georgie. <laughs> right. like, this guy's going to eat you. Yeah. This guy's clearly going to eat you. I think that's one advantage 1990 has is that. Tim Curry? Yes, one Tim Curry, but because of that tone, right, they can fall in and out of like scenes where like, uh, you don't have to be on edge the whole time, right? No. You can kind of sit back and take it in and then suddenly something could trigger like, wait a minute, something's off. Yes. There are moments like that in that first film. I felt like 2017, this Georgie scene, they just go all in, off the top, Pennywise is immediately scary. Yeah. Um, like, isn't this fucked up? It is fucked up. He yeah. rips the kid's arm off. You see it. You see it. And like they don't, they don't pull punches on that scene. No. Like there's a kid, one arms, like trying to drag his body through the street before yeah. the clown sucks him back in. And it, it's like that tone shift is definitely to me the biggest difference between these two films. Oh, it's incredibly. Because yeah, because you'll say that too. Like it, it comes back later that like he. He toys with them, right? But like the way he toys with them, as uh, Tim Curry does, it's like a playful. It's like playfully like eerie. Yeah. Whereas like he's staring at him like with the dead eyes, like through like all these balloons, like all this freaky shit. That mm -hmm. it's like, oh, this is terrifying. But it's almost more terrifying because he's not terrifying. Right. You know, like Tim Curry's not terrifying. That it's almost like, oh, okay, well, this is fine. Like, it's that that makes it so much creepier. To, to me, that is the scariest part about Tim Curry's character is that he floats in and out of that range. Yeah. And, like, it is more unsettling for me. Oh, To absolutely. have this thing that I don't understand. And it's a long movie, so you'll get time to yeah. understand what's going on. But, like, why is this happening? Like, who, like you really ask the question, who is Pennywise versus 2017? I don't really need to know who Pennywise is. This guy's like a maniacal killer clown, and he doesn't have that, especially in Chapter 1, I don't think. I don't think he has that, that switch on and off. It's like, it's always on. Yeah. I'm always menacing. I'm going to murder you. Yeah, I'm going to murder you just when, you mm -hmm. know? And it, But it, it's almost that he's an ever... It's like an ever-long presence. Right. Like, a him just, like, playfully, like... Like... Uh, like when they're in the library, and he's like with the, the yeah. noisemakers, like waving, I'm like, ah, yeah. like going crazy. That's it's it. like that's so much more like instead of him just staring at you silently, like eh, with dead eyes, right? That is more like, oh, this guy's not only annoying you, right. but he's like, hmm, I'm gonna kill you, yeah, like, like it's creepy when that scene happens, and that's that's for like the, the older stuff in the movie, but like still relevant. To this part, like, um, the idea that Richie, older... Beep, beep, Richie? Beep, beep, Richie. 
is seeing all this stuff. He's got blood on his face. No one else can see what he's seeing. And Pennywise is just fucking with him. Yeah. Like, that. that is, to me, even more menacing that no one knows what's going on. And this guy's like, uh, do you have a Prince Albert in a can? Yeah. Uh, like, you should let the poor guy out. And he's got the noisemaker. Yeah. And, like, the, the performance is less physical, I guess, than Skarsgård in the sense that Skarsgård has this, like, really strange body movement. Oh, absolutely. Stuff like that. But, like, the fact that Tim Curry at times could just, maybe it's just a guy, right? Like, you don't know yeah. at first. Like, maybe it's just a guy. There's no question. Like, this is a supernatural monster. Yes. In 2017. There's, yeah, his arm comes out, like, you know, 15 feet to grab Georgie right. and pulls him back right. in. Besides, like, the teeth, um, you, like, you could plausibly think that perhaps this is just a creepy fucking guy. Yeah. And especially when it's, like, at first, it seems to be a movie about just children going missing. Like, is it a serial killer? Is it something else? That question is not there in 2017. Like, they dive right into the action for uh, for better or for worse. But yeah. I, I personally prefer the Tim Curry portrayal. Yeah, I prefer Tim Curry much, far more. I, I mean, it's difficult. And nothing against Alexander Skarsgård. Mm -hmm. Or, is that his name? Yeah, something. Um, whatever, Skarsgård. Yeah. Uh, Bill Skarsgård. Bill Skarsgård. And he, uh, nothing against him, and no, he no, doesn't take away from anything he did. Like, he, I think he did his job as far as, like, he I, was good. I think the visuals are superior. Yeah, I think, yeah. oh, the technology is far superior. Sure. Like, when he comes, like, twisting out of that, uh, the refrigerator right. or whatever, like, it's like, oh, that's so creepy. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's so unsettling just seeing his body move that way. But sure. Tim Curry, as far as that, the playful annoyance. Yeah. Like, it's... Ugh. Because, like, the whole thing, too, is... Like, it... The we reason why he does it mm -hmm. is because he's going to eat them. Right, right. So... And the fear is, like, seasoning. Right. So the more scared they are, the better they taste. So that's why he's, like, fucking with them the right. whole time. Right, And, like, I just feel that works. There are elements of the movie that make it difficult to watch in terms of, like, pacing issues in 1990. Um... And I think, you know, it's hard to say what that looks like broken up. Like, yeah. I don't know what the movie looks like broken up. But um, I felt it was a lot easier to watch some of the, like, horror scenes and the action. Because in this at this point, the restrictions actually kind of help. Yeah. Because they can't show you everything. They can't show you everything. Like, so you don't know what happened to Georgia. Right. You right. know he got killed, but you're like, what the hell were those? What did you do with the teeth? Mm -hmm. Like, it could have been anything. Yeah. I, I think that... And we're going to get into this next, like, because ultimately you're getting introduced to all these different characters who are kids. Yeah. Um, it's a lot easier to watch a film where there's, like, yeah, he's kind of, like, lightly fucking with people. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, there's a horror elements, but, like, he's mostly just messing with them. Yeah. And scaring. And scaring them, yeah. 2017, I'm murdering everything. Yeah, I'm murdering everything. Like, but then also when that happens... He's murdering everything, but it blurs the line of, so what the hell is he doing then? Right. Like, what, what's he, he's going to eat them? Right. Or, like, what? Or, like, why does he just kill them all right then, then? That's, like, a, that's a question that comes up in 2017. Like, yeah. That seasoning thing you're talking about seems yeah. to be less important. Yes. There are a lot of times where he just kills people. He just and kills, like, the, the other bullies. Yeah. The, the one kid who goes into the sewer, mm -hmm. who chases after them in the sewer. It's like, well, why not just... 
Either don't kill him, or, okay, yeah, you're hungry, kill him. Right. And then, but you're not scaring him really at all. He scared him with the balloon. Right. And he's like, ha! Like, which is, by the way, in the movie theater, everyone jumped in the oh, theater. Sure, it was sure. great. That's, this was a very good movie to watch in the movie theater. I, I believe. It was really fun. It has the modern horror look. Yeah. It's interesting to see, like, I guess it was a horror film, but is it a thriller in 1990? Like, is it, it's, I'm more, it's much more of a psychological thriller. Yeah, I would say a psychological like thriller, right? Because it's, he's toying with them the whole time. It's not <clears throat> so much he's, like, yeah, I mean, he's going to kill them, but yeah. he, I, you know, like, he kills Georgie. So that, that's, it's very hard to explain, like, what his motives are. Like, his motives are to eat them. Right. But, like, they set the groundwork with Georgie. Like, and also, like, what the, the miniseries, it, it's much more, the first part is much more heavily involved in the kids. Right. But you still go back and forth with, yeah. like, the, the adults. That's true. And, but, in It Chapter One, the remake, uh, with Skarsgård, it's all just the kids. Right. It's there's the adults do not are not in the movie at all. Right. You're you're watching a movie that takes place in 1989. Correct. Yeah. So it's it's a different uh, beast. So like when like the you basically get a you, you see the murder of uh, Georgie mm -hmm. and then it goes fast forward to 1989. Right. Like that in the uh, in the original in the original in right. the the miniseries. And Mike is, there's a bunch of kids have gone missing. Mm -hmm. And again, like, he killed them. Right. Like, no problem, like, without a hesitation. But, so then he finds the picture of Georgie. There's so much wrong with that scene, by the way, right there. Like, one is, hey, guy, you're a librarian. Right. This is a crime scene. That's true. <laughs> Get out. What are you doing? In the fact that, like, there's a cop that like works with him basically like, yeah he's basically an unnamed cop but like the chief hates him because he's a librarian and he's, he's a librarian and he sucks at the job yeah he does but, but then the cops suck at their jobs yeah i mean not to get too deep into like sort of the future and like the effects on the adults and stuff like that but like it all that's also sort of inconsistent yeah with the way people just kind of forget or ignore what's going on. Well, that's... They, like, it's, again, there's a bunch of stuff that gets alluded to in the mm -hmm. books. Okay. Fair. Like, well, it's not alluded to in the books. It explains it in the book. Mm -hmm. It's that the further you get from Derry, the longer you are, the longer you're away, you forget it. Okay. Like, it's it's a poison when I you're see. in the city, in I the see. town. It's, like, literally a poison that clouds your brain so that the... Also, like, the parents don't recognize what's going on with the kids because right. that's part of the poison. Right. Like, it basically, like, makes them... It, it makes them disgruntled and, like, just... But also, they don't pay attention to the kids as much in that town. Sure. Like, because of the cloud he puts on it. But his only focus is in that town, so once you get away, basically everything's fine. Right. And so he... Because he's like, this is my territory. This sure. is what I do. And... When you get away, you forget it. It's almost like you come out of the hypnosis of mm -hmm. it. So you don't remember what you were talking about while you were hypnotized. Which, yeah, which... And it's the same type of thing that... That's what happens. But Mike, specifically, never left. So he right. remembers everything. Right. He remembers all of it. And he's like, hey... And he has to remind them. And even, like, it, in the book, that's much more like, what? What are we talking about? Yeah. Like, 
I kind of remember, like, but that was like nightmares. Like, we all had kind of the same nightmare. Right. Like, it's literally like if you and I had shared a nightmare about a clown, and like we're talking about it 20 years later. And I think he pops up every 19 years or something like that. So, that in, in the original film, it's every 30 years. In the remake, it's every 27. So, yeah. I, mean, I don't know if one's I don't, one of them. Uh, one of them's right in the book, too. Yeah. I don't, I I don't, assume, I, I I'm not going to be the guy talking about the book the whole right. time either. I got to assume it's. If, if something is in 2017, I got to assume that it's more like the book because yeah. that film is more like the book. Yeah. Um, Speaking of that, like, uh, you know, we're talking about the kids and... Except less hot than the book. With one giant orgy. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. it's not cool. No, it's not. Uh, uncool. Um, hmm. Is, does that have anything to do with, like, the Beverly Marsh character? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, well... Hmm. Let's just say that, they, didn't, they didn't share uh, blood at the end. I see. Well, they kind of did. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Interesting. Well... <laughs> Well, like, getting to that, like, we talked about the Georgie scene, which is a great intro for both films. Yes. The different Pennywise is obviously, like, we both like Curry, because I think he plays a more range character. Yes. Um, I also, this is where I started to kind of get a little messed up watching the remake, is because it is a film about kids. Yes. Right? Like, there's a certain level that I'm okay with, like, messing with the kids, and I feel like 2017 goes beyond it, but like before we really dive into that, we'll just start introducing some of these characters. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> so, I would say I guess our our most important character, yeah, so, no, that's, damn, that's the old man. <laughs> old man, take a look at yourself. Yep. Jonathan Brandis. Yep. So, in 1990, we got Jonathan Brandis. Playing uh, Bill Denbro at the age of 12, or Young Bill, as we'll call him. Hello, Bill! You killed my brother George, you bastard! Oh, Bill. <laughs> in 2017, we've got Jaden Martell, who plays Bill Denbro. Because when you're alone as a kid, the monsters see you as weak. I, just starting here because this is Rich, excuse me, this is Georgie's brother. Yes, the older brother. He's been. He was the main. I mean, he's not. But he in the in the uh, in the book. It's not that he was the main kid, but he kind of is the main kid. Right. Like he is like the main guy that you're following because it happened to him. Sure. Like this. Not they all have tragedies, but his is. I think his is probably the most severe, right? <laughs> like the most traumatizing. It's, it's most severe and it's the most relevant to the audience. I guess maybe Mike too. Mike, Mike. his family gets killed. <laughs> yeah, the Mike thing is pretty but, intense. I don't know if they talk about that in the... They, they talk about it in the remake. They don't really talk yeah, about it. Yeah, they don't talk about that. Anyway, we'll talk about Bill first. But Jonathan Brandis, by the way. Mm -hmm. Oh, he was... Oh, my God, he yeah. was everywhere. Yeah. That poor bastard. Uh, it got to him. He hanged himself, everyone. Shit. I mean, put that out there, by the way. People in podcast world. Hanged is the... Pr he wasn't hung. He was hanged. hanged. Clothes are hung. People mm -hmm. are hanged. Yeah. I'll just let you know that. Anyway, it's, move it's on. It's a good distinction. Yes. It's, it's one of my annoyances in life. Anyway. I think that... I think he did a great job, though. With I, the stuttering. I think, yeah, I think he did a really good job. I would say that, like, it's it's hard to say this just in the context of, of this film because there's a lot more time jumping in 1990. Yes. 
Yes. So again, we're we're purposely leaving out the adult stuff, but I think because of the benefit of some of this time jumping, we actually do get to sit and reflect on like these kids. Yes. A little bit more. I felt more connected to the kids in the 1990 film. I thought that, in terms of like, I thought they were a much more like believable, fun group, sort of. I, you know, it may not be everyone's say, but like, I felt, okay. I felt like, in terms of the actors, I liked the kids and was okay with their story, but I think a lot of that was in context of when they were adults, some of that was just like, meh. So I think I was just like clinging to the kids. So like I, I really, um, I think what I, I in the nineteen ninety version that they made the kids uh, much more happy. Like it was almost yeah. like you could tell it was written I mean, by adults. Like that, we're like, hey, wasn't that a good time? Yeah. We used to hang out in the woods and fight that demon fucking clown. That was a good time. I had a good time doing all that. You know, you're right. They yeah. like, totally. Made <laughs> but meanwhile, like. Like these kids' lives were not good. Mm -hmm. Like there's one girl's being abused by her father, sexually or otherwise. We yeah. don't know. Yeah. And even in the, well, the yeah. miniseries, we, we kind of don't know. And then like this kid's fat and like he's a mess. And, like these guys are making these guys are bullying him. Right. And by the way, the bullying. Whoo! In two in the 2017 version, yeah, yeah. that's a scary bully. Yeah. That's much. The other guy's <laughs> like, hey, look out for you. Yeah. All right, so. You know, reasons. other than the fucking Pennywise, it seemed like a pretty nice life these kids are having. Like, it's a pretty good time. Whereas yeah. the 2017, yeah, like, I want my childhood to be remembered that way. Right. It was, it was more like the 2017. Right, <laughs> like, right. No, that's a good point that, um, tonally, 2017 makes more sense. Yeah, it's like, that's, their life wasn't that great. I think that it felt like, um, you know, like a John Hughes, like a Molly Ringwald kind of film. Yeah. In 1990, like it just felt like, hey, look at us pounding around, skipping rocks over by the Pine Barrens. And though tonally that may not have fit, I think it made it. You liked it. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah liked I, it. I liked yeah. that, right? Like the Sandlot fucking, like, sand like Sandlotters playing fucking Pennywise. Yeah. Exactly. And even like. Um, and there was no racism then either. Not at all. None. Not a bit. Civil unrest, Martin Luther King getting killed, so RFK getting killed, Malcolm so X. Fuck that. No problems. Vietnam starting. What's, there was a war? I don't know. Yeah. I will say that the way... I think Bill sets a good tone in the 1990 film in the sense that after Georgie dies, we actually get to, besides the adult stuff, we actually get to kind of see him, uh, his father react poorly to him trying to... Yes. Talk about Georgie, and that scene felt a little bit better for me in terms of his interaction with his dad and his reaction. Like it felt like he was actually going through this. When I was watching the 2017 film, I felt like Bill, yeah, his dad kind of yelled at him, but it was just like, take the stuff down, and then he just kind of moved on. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that the more kind of human tragedy of losing his brother. I don't think that we got to see some of the experience of that in 2017 because we dove right into more trauma. Yes. Now, this is a pacing issue in 1990 that we have time for everybody. Yes, everybody's. But that made me feel a little bit more invested in the kids um, in 1990. I, it, it took me a while to get there with the kids in 2017. And I think some of it has to do with just everything they're going through. Like, yeah, I, 
I feel for them, but like, it's also a lot to take in. Yeah, it is a lot to take in because it's like, uh, you don't want to see kids go through tragedy mm -hmm. like that. You really don't. But at the same time, they are. Yeah, you know, they yeah. really are. Like, uh, all of a sudden, you got uh, Richie. But which, by the way, the the Richie thing uh, that for those of you that don't know the beep beep Richie, what that means. That's basically they don't really explain it in either movie. Right. Uh, it's beep beep is a way to say like, hey, shut the fuck up. Like, hey, Richie, shut, now's not the time to joke. So, beep, beep, Richie is like, keep quiet, all right? Because he constantly makes jokes. Yeah. He doesn't stop. And just like, ah, us. Yeah. Um, all the time. And he, so when they say beep, beep, Richie, just so, just so everyone knows that. Um, but he, uh, that, his whole trauma, like, he deals, which they, it's an angle that's not present at all. Let's talk, okay, real, real quick, just, uh. So everyone knows, Richie Tozer in the 1990 film was played by Seth Green. Hey, I heard that, you skirt. Hi, Bill. How you doing, Eddie Spaghetti? Seth Green, Dr. Evil's son himself. Some of his best work, actually. Um, hey, what's the We Don't Drink Jaeger crew? And, uh, I think... Wait, and by the way, his best work is Can't Hardly Wait, and we know that. <laughs> That's fair enough. Why you gotta waste my flavor? Damn! Is this the uh, Stranger Things kid? Yeah, Finn, Finn Wolfhard. Wolfhard. Yeah, Finn Wolfhard is Richie in the uh, remake. I felt like Richie, you get a later intro to him in the 1990. Oh, yeah, you do. And not as strong as present. Like, he's no. not really funny. Mm. He felt actually like a side character. Like, the way they introduced him, because you kind of had this core group. Yeah. Before with Bill and his friends, and then Richie just kind of like in another subsect of that group, and they kind of combine. Yeah, they combine them. Yeah. Versus like what you're saying is 2017. They're He's all there. Kind of yeah, they're all friends. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's true too. Like that you don't. What I do like about like both aspects, they kind of nail. Mm -hmm. Like you kind of, especially as uh, like dudes growing up. You kind of don't have better friends than when you're like 12 years old. Yeah. <laughs> like those are the best friends you're ever That's gonna true. have in your life. Sure. Those guys, like, like, hey, we found a dead body. Mm -hmm. We're gonna go, like, yeah. hey, we're gonna go play a baseball game for how long? I don't know, 17 hours. <laughs> Let's go. Like I, like I know you did too. Sure. But like I used to disappear for days. Like, with my friends. Oh, yeah. I could have easily gotten up to any of this stuff. Like, going swimming. Like, we went swimming in a shitty lake yeah, that was, like, too. found out to be, like, diseased later on. Maybe that's what happened. But maybe that's why I'm so tall. I don't know. Who knows? A mutant, man. Mutant. mutant. I'm a fucking mutant. Might be Pennywise. Who knows? Maybe. That would explain my how much I love to eat children. It's <laughs> just so tender. Well, not just veal. Uh, um, but, but, yeah, yeah the... Uh, you're right, because I, I, I've done that, too, like... You played stickball, like like you say, disappear out in the woods, check out the the barrens. Like I felt that twenty seventeen. Find random pornography in the sure. woods. How'd it get there? I don't know, but it was there. Yeah, I think twenty seventeen streamlines that experience. Yes, I think they also does something very well. The two worst, the two worst syllables that a kid that age could hear. Teenager, right there. Yeah, like, yeah. yo, let's get the fuck out of here. That teenager's over there. That's true. Because that guy will stomp you out. Yeah. And <laughs> that's true in the 2017, uh, 2017 one. Yeah, I mean, 2017 all around, the trauma oh my God. Is, is just much more pronounced, whether it's the bullies, 
like the uh, the Henry Bowers character who we'll talk about, like every the way Pennywise is coming after him. Yes, everything is just on tilt. It's like way beyond what I think a normal kid could handle. No, yeah, they and, would snap. And that's kind of the goal. Pennywise is trying to break them. Yeah, you know? he is trying to break them. Um, which he succeeds for at least one of the characters, <laughs> who I guess Stan the Man. Yep. The only, and by the way, of course he's got to be the only Jewish character that it's all too much for him. It's fucking anti-Semitic. Yeah, there's Stephen some, King. There's some, uh, there's some stuff in there. <laughs> Stephen King of the Catholics. <laughs> in, in 1990, Ben Heller plays Stanley Uris. And in 2017, we have Wyatt Olaf who plays Stanley Uris. Yeah. So, I mean, even at this point, in terms of, like, characters, Richie's, like, Ben, excuse me, Bill's trauma is his brother died. Yes. And his family really doesn't want to hear his shit about that at all. Like, he's dead, move on, we have, cut it out. That's, like, his trauma. Yeah. Richie, you know, he's, like, this jokester guy. In 2017, they do, like, um, a good job of alluding to, um... They don't do it in chapter one. No, they don't at all. So I won't bring it up. But like, I we uh, talk about it. If you yeah, want. I guess so. They allude to like um, that Richie's uh, homosexual. In he's gay as shit. Um, in the film, no. <laughs> and I guess there, I'm sure there's like subtle hints probably throughout throughout this. That's I see. This is the part of the book I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember if he was at all. I know there's a lot of. The Pennywise kills a lot of uh, gay dudes, though. Mm. I know that. But I think it's something... It's And, of course, like it's so written by a straight guy that these guys are... It's something to do with them being, like, ashamed to be gay. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, he uses that to, like, use that as the fear. Right. Like, it's something to do with that. That that's why he kills them. And it's, and there's a pretty brutal scene with it yeah. in the book. But I don't, I don't remember if Richie is at all. I think he's just, like... A fucking, a, a, like, a dickhead. Yeah. Like, I think he's just a dick. Yeah. I don't remember, though. I think that, I felt like that would have stood out to me. Yeah, in 1990, that's kind of just what it is, right? Yeah, he's not anything. Yeah. That that's, makes it difficult to kind of, like, hone in on his trauma, because I feel like a lot of other people have... Yeah, everyone else um, does but him. Yeah, like, Richie's kind of muted. Um, and, that, you know, that is what it is. But I guess ha having that extra element of like his homosexuality. Yeah. And there's um, in chapter two, which we'll get to, um, there are scenes with gay characters and like brutality in yes. the film that must be. That's a reference. Book. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Makes. I don't know if it makes a lot of sense, but I guess it makes some sense how they got there. Yeah. Like, I think Richie in both scenarios gets better when he's uh, he's an adult, but like. I feel like Richie gets a lot more, like, screen time and importance in his 2017 film, and I'm not necessarily sure why. Yeah, I don't know either. I I think it's because while they made it, well, I think it's just based on who played them. I think like, so. I think, I think that's exactly like what it's, it is. Like, they pretty much at the pinnacle, like, Bill Hader does such a great job as him as an adult, mm -hmm. and then also he does it. The Finn Wolfhard is the biggest of those kids. Right. Like, so I think they get the biggest. And he gets all the great lines. Sure. He gets, he gets a ton of great lines. Yeah, he gets a ton of great lines. And some of them are really funny. And I think he's, 
it does a really good job of like his immature humor mm -hmm. as a kid. Like I would definitely make those jokes. He curses constantly, right? Which I think is great because I would when I was a kid I cursed constantly. And I think the having him have those lines and the cursing actually does make it feel more like your buddies you were hanging out when you were twelve. Yes, like, absolutely. Richie in that film, twenty seventeen, helps to make this friend group feel real. Yeah. Richie does not do that at all in 1990. I mean, Seth Green, he's funny in it, or like... I guess. Right, I guess. Like, in relation to everyone else, but like, he really does feel like a side character. Yeah, he feels like a really uh, side character that's, okay, he's like, okay, a little funny. Whereas like, he grows up to be a comedian, and as you know, like, from you and I seeing comedians constantly, mm -hmm. that it's like, okay, like, Richie in 2017... Would be a comedian, grow up to be yeah. a comedian. He would be that. He's a shit talks. He shit talks. Which is funny that they basically make it that he doesn't break his own shit. Yeah. Which, like, it almost steps on the characters. Like, what are you talking about? Like, of course that guy could write his Yeah, own of course shit. he wrote his own shit. I don't know, but. It also has to do, like, a lot with the way they perceive mm -hmm. the Pennywise. Like, right. all of them, like, the trauma is inherent in both of them in different right. ways. All of them. Like, basically, with Bill. It's always Pennywise. Right. He's always... And he's got a stutter. And, you know, which comes back. Like, that's almost like a good metaphor when he comes back to Derry. Mm -hmm. like a stutter, stutter returns. Right, and, right. But the, then Beverly Marsh is the next one. Great character. Beverly so, Marsh, who is the only female of the... Uh, of the Losers Club... Yeah. By so, the way, I just want to say I think sure. Finn Wolfhard knocked it out of the fucking park. I think I he, did, he did a great job. I think he did a great job. He was he was pushing a lot of yeah the pace um, in the plot. He, yeah, like he to me, like Bill may have been more of like the glue in the nineteen ninety film, kind of making this all work. Yeah, the Richie Tozer character in twenty seventeen. It, he's doing so much exposition and stuff yeah. like that, like, and he's handling it all very well. Like, he's moving the film along. Definitely is, yeah. And, and it, it makes, like you said, it makes you feel like these guys are actually friends. Right, right. Because other than Finn Wolfhard, like, I, like I didn't really initially have any real care about this group of kids, and I think it's just I don't know who they are. Yeah. I think, I think they were going so kind of tropey with them that it was hard for me to. Lock in at first, which I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you, um, in, which makes it hard to do the podcast the way we're doing it. But like, I felt a lot of that got fixed when we got more of the kids in the next chapter. But for me, at least, but whatever, that doesn't really matter. Um, yeah, the movie that we're watching, like I think Richie, played by Finn Wolfhard, helps keep this thing afloat and keep it moving. Yeah, he does. I think he does such a good job. Which is great. Um, you brought up Beverly Marsh. So, in 1990, Emily Perkins plays Beverly Marsh. That's Richie. He can drive you to the bug house and back, but he's... Who, like you mentioned, is the, the only girl in the Losers Club. Yes. And... Come on, fun. No, we leave it all in. Every bit. Every beat. Cool with that, too. In 2017, we got Sophia Lillis, who plays Beverly Marsh. The win. Now, 
for me, um, in 1990, you know, there wasn't jack shit for her to do. Jack shit. She it was, was clean up blood. That was it. That was the that was the entire character. That was about it. It was the entire character. It was clean up blood yeah. that got spread it, spit out of her fucking, out of her, uh, out of her uh, drain. That and to have like Ben be obsessed with her. Like, yeah, Ben be obsessed with her. But even like the obsessed with her is like silly. Yeah, it's very childish. It's very childish. Whereas it, the Ben being obsessed with her later is much more. Yeah. Also, like the poem that he writes, like embers. Yeah. Whatever yeah, they, Stephen yeah, it's that. Stephen it makes more like even in, in the first one. It's like she doesn't have red hair. So yeah. what are you talking about? What is, what's point. going on? Like, That's a great point. The whole like her character. That, that nothing to take away from the, the the actress, but it was clearly written by guys who don't know anything about right. women at all. Right. It's like oh, well, like little girl. Yeah, Emily Perkins. There's yeah. a girl. She's there. You know, not much. I mean, mostly there to be traumatized by her father. Yes, that's traumatized by her father. Not that it repeats later in life. Right, and it's just, it was terrible. Like her cleaning up blood. But when the by the way, I've I've never felt something more in all my life though. When mm -hmm. she cleans up all the blood, and then it comes back again. Yeah, she's like, oh. I was like, yo, that would, that's what would make me snap. I'd be like, okay, Pennywise, we're fighting now. Yep, we're fighting now. I guess like there there are some. Moments too, like I guess she's a good shot, I guess as it were, and stuff like that. But like that's kind of shoehorned in. It really doesn't have much to do with the character. Yeah. Like I guess it's cool. I guess the girl's gonna be the one who can take down the clown. I guess. Yeah. But it's kind of irrelevant. She, I think in all all the mediums though, she's a good shot. Right. You know, she is. I think she is. Yeah. She is, and I, I don't know. Like to your point, she's being kind of over. Shadowed by a lot of the rest of the cast. Yeah, she's just shit to do in the first one. She's, she's, it's like there's no point to what she's doing at all. Mm -hmm. There's it, the whole thing is what? Okay, well I guess she's got to be there. Right. I will say this that uh, her her father in 1990, who's actually the he's the fucking custodian. No, he's the bailiff in Air Bud. So <laughs> how did I miss it? Yeah, the the fucking uh, the bailiff. From Air Bud is beating the shit out of his daughter for a lot of the film. Oh, I got this guy's name. Yeah. Frank C. Turner. Frank C. Turner. Who plays Al Marsh in uh, in the original. So, because this character is basically her trauma, like in 1990, her dad is abusive, like everyone's dad yeah. is in this film. Um, I think everyone's dad is. He, like, hits her. In her life. In 2017, Sophia Lillis, or whatever, her character has to deal with. Quite a bit more um, yes. of that trauma that we're talking about. Let me see if I got it. Oh, yeah. So, S Stephen Bogart plays her dad, or Mr. Marsh, in 2017. So, here's where I... And this is me reading too much in the movie. I started having trouble with the film around this part. So, Sophia Lillis is this character who's being, like, abused by her father in a heavily, heavily implied, sexually abused yes. by her father. And... I think that Sophia does an amazing job. Oh, phenomenal. I thought uh, she did great. Portraying that, right? Yeah. Like, it felt like, Jesus, man. Like, yeah, it's like, God, I want to fucking and, beat the shit out of this I know. guy. And I guess I got to say shout out to Stefan uh, Bogart, but it's really hard to, like, enjoy his performance because it is that creepy and disturbing. Oh, he's, it's very good. Like, yeah. he's, I, like, I don't know how people do that when you're, I, like, I, if I were working with a kid like that, uh, like, it's, I, I could deal with, like, doing 
I could deal with being Pennywise so much sure. more than I could be deal with being the dad. Like, yeah. I'd have to, every three seconds, I'd have to stop be like, I'm really sorry. Right. I'm really sorry. Right. Because, like, at what point are you just traumatizing a kid? Yeah, you're just, you know? like, whether it's acting or not, they're still absorbing exactly what you're throwing out. Right. Especially because the idea of acting is you are absorbing it. Yeah. It's like the scene where Sophia cuts her hair and because, you know, she's blaming herself yeah. for this abuse. Um, it's really powerful. But I guess where I started to have trouble with that is because we're doing this sort of breakfast club, and they even make a joke that, like, she's the Molly Ringwald of the group. Yeah. Um, you follow that scene, the haircutting scene, with the kids at, like, that lake or whatever they're yeah. jumping into. The reservoir and, or whatever. Yeah, and all the guys are kind of, like, staring at her because she's the girl, right? I, I, I think there, there should have been a little bit more space between those scenes because, like, the messaging... Is for me, and I'm reading too much into this, but like it's a little much to go from sexually traumatized in one scene to then go back to the male gaze in a more childish way in the next scene. But like that was a little hard for me to square because I'm like, why are we putting this kid in her like underwear and stuff like that yeah. to be like stared at by kids? And I think that if there was a little bit more space between that scene, I would have been all right. But like I just like tonally, I was like. I don't really love what's happening here. Okay, but, I see what you're saying, but but like the two things are separate. Like uh, an abusive father has nothing to do with boys being like. In fairness, yeah, exactly. In fairness, like I know grown men who don't care. Mm. You know, like whereas like children certainly don't. Sure. I was not thinking about other people's trauma when I was twelve. No, same. You know, same. like I was not like I was just thinking oh, the girl's hot, and, yeah. I, and I also have no idea exactly. how to talk to them. But. Exactly. I, I just think that like. You want to play off of us with the haircutting scene, which I yes. think is a powerful scene. Um, this trauma that she's going through. And then the next scene, you, I don't know, like you want us to now just be like, oh yeah, no, these guys kind of dig her. Like it just, it was a weird shift for me. Yeah. Um, and again, I would say Sof Sophia Lillis's character is where I started feeling like, like a little rough about the film in the sense that like this trauma was so realistic yeah and fucked up including Pennywise like there's Pennywise yeah but then it was like her the fault. dad like to me like the dad is much more of a villain yeah because he should be taking care of her right so like these kids are getting it from every angle yeah and that was a little that was a little rough except from each other mm -hmm. except for each other that's where the solace is yeah and again there's nothing wrong with that as a film I think actually it's it's actually impressive that they're able to do that in the film. It's just because you want me to be invested in these kids. Yeah. There's so much trauma hitting them left and right that, like, it's hard for me to, like, just sit in it because, man, these kids are getting fucked yeah, up. Yeah, they're getting fucked up. And, like, 1990, like, sure, yeah, they're getting fucked up. Oh, the whole, the, the shower yeah. is moving. Ooh. Like, it was a much more, like... Playful. Mild, playful horror. Yeah. 2017 was just horrific. No, it's a, yeah, horrific. Which like, was the goal. Yeah. And, like, they, they nailed it. Like, I'm, I'm not a big horror guy, so, like, that was a little tough for me. And I think that's why I'm, I'm like, I do think I'm over-reading that scene, but, like, that's why that scene Yeah, I don't think you are, though. Sit with me too I think great. it's, it, but I think it, it all, like, leads into the same thing of, like, mm -hmm. the ultimate... Which makes it, like, everything that Ben is doing to her makes it that much more, like, nice because it's, 
it's coming from a genuine part, like, of what, whatever love is between right. them. Right. Like, he genuinely means it. Like, he doesn't, he has no reason to lie to her, and he doesn't try, and doesn't even tell her that it's him. Like, yeah. he, he hides it like it's as pure as anything as it possibly could be. So he says this note to her, and uh, she finds it or whatever, and it's, she doesn't know who sent it to him. She thinks it's Bill, it's not Bill, and it's, but right. he, it's the complete opposite of even the person that's supposed to look out for right. her the most. Right. And he doesn't. He's abusing her one way or another. Uh, getting into that, uh, you mentioned Ben. So, Brandon Crane in 1990 plays Ben Hanscom at age 12, young Ben. Yes. Who is like, what, new kid in town? He's, new kid uh, in town. He's uh, chubby, right? Like that's like Chubby kid, kid, which, by the way, in the, the other one, he was not really... Like, he's like, okay. Yeah, what, 1990? Yeah, 1990. No, he was, he was like, not. He was yeah. like, they keep making fat jokes. It's like, that guy's fat? Right. Okay. Right. All right Versus, guys. like, Jeremy Ray Taylor, who plays Ben Hanscom in the remake, who is, like... He's a chubby kid. He's a chubby kid, yeah. and he, like... I could see people making... As a kid who was a very fat kid, I could see exactly what that kid... And he did it really well. Yeah, so. he was he was incredible. Like, I would say that one-two combination of Ben and so Sophia... Yeah. Um... Ben and I guess uh, the Marsh girl. Yeah, Beverly. Uh, Beverly Marsh. I would say that, that combination in the remake is far better. Yes. Yeah, it is. In like the fact that she doesn't know that it's him uh, pays off a lot more later. Like in the original, there's like no, I always knew it was you, which is okay. Yeah. Um, I also felt that like the original Ben was. Pretty confident. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he wasn't. Like, he was like, like the whole time. Like, yeah, he was like, yeah, that's how you build a dam. Yeah, but even like when they first get to the school, you know, they're like, say what, who you are. And he's like going through the thing, and he kind of like looks at her, and he's like, he's got like the swag to like yeah. go sit by her. He's like, Yo, I'm an army kid. You know What's I mean? good? <laughs> like that kid. Yeah, I'm a little fat. What of it? <laughs> right, right. Like that kid. You know what else is fat? This dick. <laughs> <laughs> he had that energy. Like he mm -hmm. literally had that energy. Like, I felt that, um, a little too confident, like... Oh, listen, man, the, Ben, the new kid, I, the, in 2017, he, first of all, I, the way they write him as the smart kid mm -hmm. is so good. Yeah, they, yeah. It doesn't, doesn't beat you over the head that he's smart. I was a little mad they took that from the black kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whatever. But... <laughs> I got dude. I'll be honest. I, I like the the black kid was like, yeah, I got this fucking gun. Yeah, yeah. I killed these. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't really want to kill the animal, but I fucking kill him. It's, it's my job. It's what I do. Yeah. And the dad is like, so like, oh, the dad who is he's in mad shit too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. his uncle. Yeah, the uncle. Because his dad. His dad is dead. But um, and I thought he, it it kind of like added more. And I I know how they did it. Why they did it because. They want to make him a, more of an outcast. That was Stephen Williams. Steve, oh yes, yeah. Stephen Williams. <laughs> and he, they made him more as like the outcast. Yeah. To like the because he doesn't go to school with them really. Like he doesn't. He works at the slaughterhouse. Mm -hmm. He doesn't. He doesn't hang out with kids. Like. Yeah. But then they really beat over the head with that uh, he's like really smart, but they don't. They don't find, like, it's not like everyone, like, yo, you know how smart he is? Right, right. Know? Like, you see him, no, and he, he just, just knows all this shit. Right. And he's just like, hey, this is what it is. And I, as a guy who knows a lot of shit, I appreciate that. Right. That he's like, he just, oh, well, this is what that is. 
there was there was a lot of great writing choices for Ben in this film. Um, because he's a new kid, instead of just the black kid happened to be looking at this. Yeah. Like, Ben was like, well, I was moving here, so I was researching yeah. the town. Yeah, I was like, like, I Because that kid makes, would. Makes sense. Yeah, that kid would. Makes sense. I could look up the town. And, and then, like, their little hideout or whatever, like, he put it together, and he's, like, yeah. hammering stuff together. Like, like his smarts. Smarts. My boy's wicked smart. Like, his smarts are, like, just on display in the background. And in a lot of ways, Beverly's really the only one that sees yes. that. Right? So it just makes their relationship even stronger. Well, yeah. You, it's the same thing when you're a kid. Mm -hmm. you, I knew kids that were really smart. I didn't fucking think they were smart. Right. I didn't give a shit. Right. Like, yeah. I didn't give a fuck with it. It was like, we did to play kickball? Right. Or, what are we doing? Like, I didn't... I wasn't sitting there, like, sitting next to them in class, like, man, this fucking guy knows. This guy is... Man, meanwhile, like, I'll sit there and see that same guy now in a bar or something. I'll be like, holy shit, this guy, he gets yeah. it. I, I will say... As well, so I mean, at this point, we're basically saying that Beverly and Ben are big upgrades in this. I think uh, I think Finn Wolfhard too, uh, Richie. Oh yeah, Richie's a huge. You know, something too. Yeah. I think like maybe something... Jonathan Brandis, but even fucking Saint Vincent kid is good. Yeah, he's good too. I think that yeah, the Wolfhard kid. He wolfs so hard. He wolfs so hard, and like Seth Green, it's kind of novel that is Seth Green, but like, yeah, he doesn't really bring stinks. much to it. Yeah, you know? stick. Oh, oh, my dick. You know, like, yeah. that's about it. Versus, like, Wolfhard, who's able to do the jokes, be, in this case, Bill's best friend, be affected by the things that Bill does, be like, fuck this, I'm tired of, like, your shit. Yeah. I'm leaving, like, him being able to just move all these pieces. Yeah. Through this one character. And then to have this sort of reveal when he's older that he's gay. And it's, like, not... Maybe it's there, like, I'm not seeing it, but, like, it's not really being no. laid out, so, like... That he was joking yeah. to cover up that fact. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, I think that's what 2017 does so well, is although, like, I, I initially came here saying, like, I didn't love the kids as much overall, because I did, like, that weird... You felt bad? I, yeah, I felt bad. That was mostly it. I felt bad. Like, I felt bad for those little shits. I'm kind of partial to that little, like, goofy breakfast club camp. Yeah. You know? Yeah, this stand by me, the everything's... Yeah. Th like, literally, the the first one's written through rose-colored glasses. Yes. That you're like, oh, this everything's great. And, but th that's the other thing, too, that as good as Jonathan Brandis is in this, that he's, like, the better of the Bills, mm -hmm. but it that kid it's... is not a fucking loser. <laughs> like, that no. kid, the kid's it's... like, he's fucking 12 years old, he could steal my mom. Like, he yeah. could bang her if he that... wants. Like, what? there's no way that guy's a loser that... in Derry, Maine. That is actually consistent with some of these characters. Some of them are losers. Some of them ain't really losers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the bullies call them losers, but like, I didn't feel like Ben was a loser in the original film. I felt like, this dude's, he's leaving poems for tricks. Yeah, exactly. But by the way, I was like, how many fucking friends did you have when you were 12? Again, it wasn't like seven, like, tight-knit dudes. No, no, no. There was like three guys I kind of liked, and like four of the guys I was like, yeah, we were like, yeah, yeah this guy, friend? Right. well, this guy's got a baseball bat, yeah. so we're going to play. <laughs> exactly. Now, I, I think that um, also in 2017, for the most part, most of these kids are already in their group. Yeah. Like, uh, fucking Richie, uh, Bill, Stanley. Bill, and, and, no, and then the, the kid, the wheezing kid, the kid with the fake eyes. Oh, yeah, we might as well talk about him. Yeah, we can talk right about now. him. How you doing, Eddie Spaghetti? <clears throat>
Eddie. 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 Yeah. Eddie Spaghetti. Eddie Spaghetti. So yeah, speaking of of that kid, in 1990, our friend Eddie is played by Adam Farisi. The clown. Yeah, I saw him too. Trash. Uh, Eddie. Trash. Casbrack, <laughs> young Eddie, in 2017. That kid's never been in anything else, and he shouldn't. It's about right. He fucking stinks, that kid. In 2017, Jack Dylan Grazer plays Eddie Casbrack. He was much better. He was much better, and like, we're not even at this point, but like, the casting they did was the. Adult. I was just thinking the same thing. The both the casting for the for the second movie is so fucking good. It's so good. It's so good. Okay, we cannot wait to dive into yeah, that shit. Yeah, like that's it's so good. Everyone they got is like it's a, literally if you made a dream list and yeah. like uh, it worked. Like who do you think you are, Marvel? Dude, like the one to one between young Eddie and old Eddie in 2017 is perfect, amazing, and just how they they cast his mom as his wife. It's the same woman. Mm -hmm. That's hilarious. And makes sense. Makes sense so, yeah, that guy would bury someone like that. Like, I see it all the time. You know, like, Eddie in the, the original, he's fine, but, like, Bill's kind of, like, pulling him along, right? Yeah. Like, Eddie is, like... And, and by the way, the way Richie rips on him mm -hmm. is exactly how that would happen. Right. He's like, you fucking fat-ass mom or whatever. Right. Like, oh, you don't have fucking asthma. Like, yeah. shut up. Yeah, I like Eddie is is very. Let's just say he's weak. Oh, he's in 1990, right? Like he's he's, he's you're weak. <laughs> he's he's not a very strong character. Um, people have to kind of help him along. Oh it's God. because his mom is like this overbearing, overbearing, protective. Yeah. Like it's she's like one of those parents that you know would keep getting their kids sick just so they could take care right. of them. Like right. What's that shit like uh, Munchausen syndrome? Yeah, Munchausen. Like, yeah. He he basically has that. Starving. Well, <laughs> no, 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 no. Munchausen. <laughs> yeah. But um, in 2017, Eddie kind of gives it as good as he takes it. Yeah. You know. He's like, he, I mean, he basically is like, shut the fuck up, Richie. Yeah. And like, although his mom is this overbearing figure in his life, like, in a lot of ways, when he's interacting with his friends, he's in his element. Yeah, he's fine. You know. Versus 1990, like, Eddie, just, he's kind of, like, just happy to be alive, I guess. Because, yeah. like, it's... it's that kid's it's, a fucking loser. It's, it's touch and go. That kid's a true loser. But I, I I like what they're doing in 2017. I'm glad that we're talking about this. Because yeah. I'm starting to see where I'm liking the acting. I I think because I didn't know a lot of that. I mean, I didn't know 1990, but because they spent so much time. Yeah. This is... Eddie's this problem. Is Eddie's this is Stanley's problem. Like, 1990 does that. Oh, you think he's okay? No, he's not. It, it, it's a bit much. It in, is. In some some sense, you know? I mean, but you, you kind of have to have established that. But, it, like, Eddie's kind of backstory. It's like, yeah, he's got an overbearing mom. It's like, right, that's not that bad. Yeah, like, it could be worse. Yeah. It could be a lot worse. Yeah, it's like you got a fucking... You kind of, like, fake asthma... That's just uh, water vapor that you get an inhaler for. Totally. This is this is ass. This is battery acid. You slime. <laughs> you that slime. That literally that line in that movie makes me cringe. Yeah, I'm like that's so stupid. Especially, and it yeah. works. Yeah, it works. But like the the other thing is, but it's 
But it's not like they they tell you it's a placebo. Yeah. He tells him which the way they do that, uh the the transition between the the pharmacist at the like that old pharmacist. That's also another thing that like yes, it's a small town, it's mm -hmm. a small pharmacy and stuff, but it works so much better in like nineteen sixty nine because that guy would know that kid. Right. You know, whereas like the pharmacy in town, he might not. In right. 1989. Like, he doesn't care Even that much. Even if he much. did, like, what would you care? Right? Like, 69, it would make more sense that yeah. he, like, invested in the coming. Exactly. Years. He would be like, I don't know. In, in 89, it's more like, in 1969, yeah, that guy took over for that guy's, right. for his father. He took over his pharmacy. Whereas, like, he takes over his, for his, farm, his father now. But no, this motherfucker watched Wall Street. Right. Like, he's not doing right. this. Yeah, he's like, I'm out of here. I'm like, out of here. Like most people. I'm getting the, out of Derry. That's the goal of Literally almost every character in yeah. the film is to get the fuck out of this small town. And it should be. It really should be, especially because there is a killer clown. Except for Mike. Mike. Let's talk about Mike. Yeah. In, uh, in 1990, Mike Hanlon is played by Marlon Taylor. Yes. Yep. And that's what I got to say about that. <laughs> yep. He, um, I believe he's just... Uh, generic black kid He's in that movie, he's I think the, his real name is. He's about as generic as it's, a, Yeah, it's like, wow, there's no... This is not even... He's like a forgotten character. Yeah. He's like, important as an adult, but not as a kid. That's true. And that, in that moment. And, you know, I think that that's fine. Like, they try to build out some more backstory for, uh, for Mike in 2017. We have uh, Chosen Jacobs, who plays Mike Hanlon in this film. Um, Who's far better. He's far better. Like, the scene with, like we were saying, Stephen Williams or whatever, where he's supposed to put, like, the bolt into the um, the sheep and stuff like that. Yeah. He's like, look, boy, there's either, two things. You're either, uh, you're either doing this or you're out there. Or you're a sheep. Yeah. And, I like, I like um, Chosen Jacobs. I do think he's a strong actor. I was originally kind of pissed because they were taking jobs from black people. Like, he wasn't the one with the book, yeah. like, like Mike in the original yeah. film, but putting it in Ben's hand makes so much more sense. And plus, Mike's going to have plenty to do yeah. when they get older. Yeah, he's still a librarian. Yeah. Like, I, I'm trying to remember, besides getting beat up and called the N-word, uh, what happens to the 1990, like, AK 1960? He doesn't even. Like, he doesn't. He does that. That's why, like, he gets, like, bullied a little... And then, don't worry, Jonathan Brandis shows up, mm -hmm. fully explaining why he is not the loser right. in that movie. Like, he shows up, like, oh, just leave him the fuck alone, <laughs> basically, like, uh, don't worry, great white warrior's here to save the day, right. and, like, right. oh, everything's okay now, and he's yeah. fine, I, I and do, then they're best friends. I do like that, they're like, the adults in town who, like, see everything, and they're like, oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Brandon's beating up that black guy. <laughs> that black kid again. Black kid. They're beating up that black kid again. And Brandon's like, fuck that. Yeah, fuck that. Get fucked. I know it's right. <laughs> yeah. And you remember sidekicks. You know my best friend is? Chuck Norris. <laughs> sidekicks, you ever seen that movie? Yeah. It was awesome. That movie's awful. Oh my god. And you know Jonathan Brandis who wrote the I Have a Dream speech and then gave it to him. Yeah, he uh, did. Marley. He was like, here, here you can we'll take that from him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Mike, you know, he comes on his own a little bit later. 
in the films. But he's great in the... But also, like, through Mike, which is, it's a bit much, mm -hmm. that you could have easily done. You, they do it a little bit with Henry Bowers in the in the 2017, but it sure. definitely shows the class divide in the town. Yes. That he's, like, he's clearly not a, a rich kid, Mike. But it's like, why has it got to be the, the black kid that's poor? Why has it got to be? Right, what right. Oh, of course he's poor. It, like, <laughs> he lives in poor town. Yeah, he lives in, I think it's called poor town. It is literally called like, poor town. His um, parents are uh, buried in Potter's Field. Yeah, well, we we kind of got away somewhat from the trauma. I mean, we talked about Eddie being kind of like abused by his mother uh, medically, but like in 1990, like whatever happens to Mike is like inconsequential. In 2017, <laughs> yeah, it's rough. Oh, it's rough. That kid is. His parents uh, are in a fire. Fire, die in a fire. Try to get to him in the fire, screaming out, yeah. and he's stuck in another room before he's rescued. And people in town, and but hears them die. Yes, he hears, he hears his, them screaming. He hears his parents die. Um, it's really affecting him, which is why maybe you shouldn't have this kid shooting sheep or whatever. No, 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 that can't add fuel to the fire. That's not great. And then on top of that, because of the racism in the town, which at this point the racism is more like a 1989 racism, they accuse his parents of basically like freebasing or smoking crack and Correct. dying in a, a crack fire. Correct. I think is what you would call that. Yes. Um, crack fire. <laughs> crack fire. Uh, yes. The Great Crack Fire of 89. Um, yeah. Fuck. 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 And like that... Doc Gooden started it. Yeah. <laughs> that's the tone that these two films... But that's... Like, say. yeah, that guy, it's like, yo, this kid's not... And also, he's not... He is not, like, reading books or anything. He's not going to school, I don't think. Yeah, no, way. he's... He's just working at the slaughterhouse with his uncle and mm -hmm. delivering meat. And that's how the kids meet him, is that the the other Henry Bowers and them stop him. They're going to not only rob him, but let him know that they're racist pieces yes. of shit. Yes, um, And they're going to, you know, and then these the, the other losers stop him. And they're like, yeah, you're that guy that lives in Porttown, right? And then mm -hmm. instantly best friends. Right, right. But then again, I kind of buy that they would become best friends because that guy doesn't have any friends. Yeah. I, so he would be like, yo, can I hang out with you? Yeah, come on out. Totally. And, you know, it elevates um, Bill and his crew because they're not racist pieces of shit. Yeah. Like, it's good for them. Yeah. Good for them. Um, Even though uh, Richie does make, like, black jokes, mm -hmm. which I think is like, okay, he would. Because yeah. he would do that. Yeah, but, like, in the context of this friend group, like, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he's like, not. Is it fun? I don't know if it's a microaggression, but like, trust me, being the black kid in a group <laughs> yeah. before, like, you know, you're going to take a few. Yeah. <laughs> Yet somehow you were also Richie in the group. Yeah, that's true. I was Richie you had in the glasses. It's true. Yeah. It's true. I'm I not know. wearing them right now. I know. That's mostly for uh, filming. I know. Um, speaking of this, because, all right, that's basically our crew, right? Yeah. We have to talk about everyone's favorite sociopath um, Henry Bowers. Henry Bowers, in 1990, played by Jared Blancard, and this Henry is like kind of like a greaser. He was super cool. Super cool. Danny Zuko himself. Me and my leather. <laughs> leather jacket with slicked hair. In, in uh, 2017, Nicholas Hamilton plays Henry Bowers. Who is... Now, I... Young Kiefer Sutherland there. Totally. Yeah. I know we talked about this, and maybe it's my, my sensitive palate, um... The greaser, goofball... Yeah, he's not that bad of a little kid. too far. Yeah. You know, besides he's a rough like, kid. Yeah. 
Like, I've been bullied worse than those sure, kids Sure, sure. I mean, like, he toes the line in, like, because of, I think, the TV restriction um, and some of the budget restriction. Like, yeah, was he going to, like, carve up Ben? Yeah, he was thinking about it. He, listen, like, he said he was. He's not gonna. Right. He's not. And no, and no, not one minute of that movie. Mm -hmm. That you thought that that guy was actually capable of that. Right, right. And, like, even his his crew has, like, a moral compass. They're like, hey, hey man. Hey, Henry, let's get out of here. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Henry is just a kid like the other kids who clearly has some kind of trauma that's made him fucked up. And he is more fucked up than most of the people we've seen in this film. Yes. But, he, but he's not that He's fucked. not a killer clown. He's not a killer, either. Like, he's, he's a fucking stupid kid. Right. Who's been left back like Yeah, who's been left back and he's pissed at his life so he takes it on these kids. Right, right. And because it's easy. It yeah, really, it's that's easy. his motivation. Yeah, it's easy. Like, these kids are easy to beat up. Yeah. And I'm, that's my situation in life. I'm a bully, I beat you up. Yeah. Buddy. What do you want from me? <laughs> yeah, that's just, this is the role I it, play. It's the classic, after school, you're dead, you're yeah. dead. And like, yeah, he's going to chase you. so he's gonna, dead. He's going to rage a little bit, but like. But you're going home. Yeah. Like, 2017. <laughs> like, like you said, going home, right? Like, in 1990, when they throw rocks at the bullies, I can't believe that these kids are like, fuck this, right? Like, yeah. we're just going to throw these rocks, and they'll be okay? Yeah. 2017, why would you ever think yes. you'd get away with our friend Hamilton, um, Nicholas Hamilton's Henry Bowers? He is Insane. He is insane. insane. <laughs> he might be I, worse than Pennywise. I'll take my chance with Pennywise. Dude, yeah, it's like, <laughs> yo, that motherfucker. He doesn't have a knife. Yeah. Like, Pennywise, I'm a little scared he bit me. Like, this dude, he will torture you. Yeah. He'll shoot a cat. He'll uh, he'll try to burn you to death. Joe, he was trying to cut up, like, legit. He, and he, he did carve. He carved He up. carved up the he, fat kid. That's nuts, dude. Dude. And, like... Carving his own name, so it's like, you're leaving. Yes. Yeah, it's like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, that guy, oh, he is a, that's that a problem. Kid, that kid is a problem, which, and we'll get to that when we talk about as adults, which is such a letdown that, like, the older version of him doesn't meet the same, like, moment as, like, uh, 1990. Like, yeah. the older Henry Bowers... It's still, like, irrelevant that he's still around and, like, doing shit, but, yeah. like, that felt more fleshed out, which is yeah. crazy, because we're seeing so much of this sociopath in the 2017 film, and they kind of dropped the ball a little bit when he's an adult. Like, when he's a kid, he's out of his mind. Oh, he's out of his mind. Out of his mind. It's it's hard to watch. And basically, it's, like, and then it fucking with him, like, mm -hmm. just give him a little push. I don't think, like, it really fucks with him in mm -hmm. the in the 1990. Not really. Not I don't think so. Later. Not until later. Not until later. But, like, as a kid, he's just doing it like, you're dead. It's like, okay, whatever. This guy's like, yo, this clown's telling me to do something. Yeah. Like, and this clown's I, telling me to kill And you know what? He's making a lot of good points. Yeah. <laughs> he's making a lot of good points. I think that there there's good character exposition. Like, as much as every parent in this town is hor horrible as well in 2017, weirdly, Henry Bowers may have the best dad. There's something else going on. It, it alludes to him being a very uh, physically abusive guy. That makes sense. I mean, he's got to be. That, that makes kid, sense. That kid doesn't come out like that. No, no, I agree. Because, like, his dad's a cop, and, you know... He's there. I'll give you that. I'll give him that, but, like... And the only reason why he wouldn't be in jail is because his father was a cop. 
Yeah. This guy, um, Stuart Hughes, plays Officer Bowers in 2017. There's a scene where, like, Henry's about to shoot this cat because he's like, insane. Yes. Um, he's like, just hold this cat. Like, hey, stand down range and hold the cat while I shoot at it. Yeah. Like, first of all, you need better friends in your life if you're holding a cat while you're trying to shoot at it. Like, that's a, you're, you're kind of stupid. If yeah. You're going to sit there for that. Let that guy just fucking aim at a cat. Like, hey, Henry, I'm not going to stand here. You know, good luck. Um, when his dad comes in, he kind of, like, punks him. Yeah, I guess his dad is a bad guy. He's, he's a bully. He's got to shoot at his feet. Yeah. Um, but, like, he he frames his character so much when he's like, you see that, boys? That's what, um, I forget what he calls, like, a paper man or something like that. That's what happens when, like, a paper man or something like that feels fear. Because, like, Henry's so afraid and, like, yeah. kind of, well, because of that shooting at him. <laughs> um, I love all of it. But the way, he, like, his, his trauma that he's going through in that mm -hmm. moment, you're like, oh, fuck. But his trauma does not excuse his behavior. No, absolutely not. But in 1990, like, I could see his trauma being like, okay, like, is he inching towards worse? Oh, it, yes. It appears. Oh, yes. But, like, 2017, he is bad. Oh, he's, he's a serial killer. He's quite literally. He's literally on the way to be a serial killer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which in like, every everything you could possibly think of, right? Like every way you could, like in the first one in the nineteen ninety, he's a dick, right? But in this one, it's like, oh, this guy's Ted Bundy, totally. And I think that in nineteen ninety, when uh, the Pennywise stuff happens, like they basically, because Pennywise at this point starts messing with him, yeah. After his hair turns white and everything like that, because um, he's so afraid of Pennywise, that's when basically the murders are pinned on Henry Bowers, yeah. In nineteen ninety, and um. I, like, I guess that seems just more like a convenient scapegoat. First, 2017, if you told me Henry Bowers did that to the kids, I'd be like, yeah. Yeah, yeah he yeah. definitely did. And even if he didn't, you know what? Still, lock him up. Like, yeah, lock this kid up. This kid's a problem. Yeah, like, the, the two, 1990, 1969, whatever, Henry Bowers, he... I knew that kid. You know, like, right. that kid is probably a well-adjusted adult. He's probably fine. Sure. He would have grown out of that. This Henry is, it's like, oh no. No, this is, this is a bad, That's a bad, bad man. This is a bad kid that was raised by a bad guy that was without any, like, good in his life. Right, right. No, 100% agree with that. And, yeah, it's, it's all very interesting, man. Dude, like, so, he, he makes no hesitation to carve that kid up. Mm-hmm. Carve him up, try to burn a black kid, it, it's a lot. I, I will say that Henry Bowers is doing more evil per minute. Than Pennywise. Oh, I, I'd be a thousand times more afraid of Henry Bowers. I, I think in this universe that they've set up, I would rather take my chances with the fucking clown. Yeah, with the clown. Because there are scenes where the clown's just going to fuck with you. Yeah. There, there's no reprieve from Henry Bowers. No. Sociopathy yeah. in this film. Like he, like, he will harm, maim you. Yes. And it, it's not going to end well. It's not. It's terrible. And... But, uh, I, I, I like the greasers. Hey, hey, yeah. Zuko, like you said. Like, it's just, it's a lot, man. But I think they, I mean, they're kind of alluding to it, too, mm -hmm. with, like, the, the other kids. Like, why would you hang out with this guy? The only reason why they would hang out is drugs, right? Right. They, that's the only reason. I think so. Yeah, I mean, that Belch kid, the one that gets yeah. killed by Pennywise, he's very much like, yeah, he's, he's kind of just high, right? Right. Like, I think... That's, 
I thought that's what they were alluding to, but I, maybe not. But even that, like, he goes after them indiscriminately, Pennywise, I mean, mm-hmm. goes after them indiscriminately, like them. Speaking like of the other kids. Clowns, who's a fucking ice cream truck. Some great music to frame with this clown oh, stick. Job. Yo, let me get a screwball! <laughs> screwball. Fucking whiskey. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, like, that is, for the most part, these are our characters. Yeah, those are the characters. Right? Um, these kids that we've been talking about in both films are going through their own individual trauma with this bully. They now have this extra element of this, like, shape-shifting clown thing. Yes. That now that we know all their fears, whether it's uh, Bill, his brother's dead. Um, Eddie, he's, you know, his mother's overbearing. And that messes with him. Richie's gay? I don't know. Richie's gay or whatever. Who cares? I guess. I guess he's afraid of that. I don't know. You know, the black kid, he's black. The black kid's black. <laughs> that's, that's Mike's thing. The, the chick has probably one of the worst lives out yes. of all of them. Beverly Marsh. Like, there's our cast of characters. And because and Stan's it, Jewish. Yeah, Stanley's Jewish, and that's, you know, we all know why that's a problem. <laughs> 1969. So, so, hey, I didn't, I didn't do it. forgot that. I didn't do it. Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think that both films, in their own way, do a good job of making this crew feel like good friends that are going to look out for each other. Yes. I think 2017 does it quickly. <laughs> Succinctly, and um, honestly, like I was telling you, my biggest beef is just how much trauma you have to go through. I I would like some more, you know, 80s breakfast club shit. Yeah, and meanwhile, I'm fine with the grit. Mm -hmm. I like the grit, but it's like, oh, because, you know, I look back on things, you're like, that was fucked up. Yeah. Like, when you look back on that, yeah, it's fucked up. Like, even just, like, the slight things of them, like, the things that are, like... That, that are, like, wholesome in the movie, that they go swimming in the reservoir. Sure. Like, but that's when they all basically, like, have a sexual awakening of, like, oh, there's a woman here. Right. Like, oh, what's going on? Right. But, like, that makes sense. Yeah. But then she just... Yeah, everything with, like, the cattiness of other girls when they take, like, the toilet... Right, uh, right. The, the trash. trash in the toilet. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so gross, by the way. That makes me, like, almost vomit. Yeah. They dump it on her, and it's, like, the toilet paper and all just the shit. Oh, God, it's so fucking we, gross. We didn't talk about this like uh like emily perkins in 1990 versus like sophia uh lewis um she's so capable and tough in 2017 yeah and like um it's a good character trait for her so like if if like in uh the 90s film they want beverly marsh to be the one to take it out like it makes so much more sense. No, much more sense. In 2017, yeah. like she's one of the most competent people. That's true. In the story, but um, yeah, I don't know. Like that actress had to do so much, and I mean, she pulls it off. Yeah, I think that that's one of the best things that they do. Well, first of all, that there there's part there's one female, at least one female writer in it, chapter one. Mm-hmm. That her character not only is much more fleshed out, but that girl would hang out with those guys. Yeah. Whereas this other one is like. No, she wouldn't. Yeah. Like, why yeah. is she there? Who's she? Who cares? Right. It's like, okay, your dad's a janitor. I yeah, guess. your dad's a... His dad's the janitor, okay? You gotta clean up blood? Okay? Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Why are you here? I don't get it. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. She would never. Never, no, that's what I mean. No, never why, in a million years. Why would you? It's, there's no point. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, those are characters. We're, we're basically... At this point, we're at the end, right? Like, here's all their trauma. Yeah. 
he, you know, the bully is continuing his bullying. Um, Bill? Yeah. Bill is trying to figure out what happened to his brother. Like, he's not convinced his brother's still alive. Which, by the way, we also, I wanted to bring this up. I could imagine in 1990 that maybe Georgie could be potentially alive. Uh, there is no reason in 2017 to think that Georgie no. is still alive. Um, so that, that part's a little confusing, but I guess Bill's not aware of what happened to his brother like we as the audience do. Yeah. Like, th there's enough plausible plausibility in 1990 that he could have been alive. Yeah, I guess. But um, I guess going into this, when we finally have this like confrontation with it, with Pennywise, in both films, like how do you, how do you feel that like this ending when they they have this standoff in the Barrens? They're both dog shit, man. Mm, They're yeah. both dog shit. Yeah, and it's, I it's so, I, it's more like, I kind of like the the way they, it's. The way they do it in like the the uh, nineteen ninety, yeah, I like it. Because, so like the whole thing in the book is that the why he's doing this is so that he could eat mm -hmm. and basically hibernate for another seventeen years, so he could go to go to sleep and be really full. Right. And kind of in the first in the miniseries when Tim Curry like it's like oh this is battery acid you slime. It's stupid. Right. That's really stupid. But it's like, how does that work? Why would he be like, oh, God, you got me. Like, oh, melting. I don't right. know where. I kind of took that as, fuck it, I'm not doing this. Like, I'm not dealing with these fucking kids anymore. Right. Like, I'm just leaving. I'm going to sleep. Sure. I'm not dealing. Whereas, like, Too much the other problem. one, yeah, he's like, it's not worth the trouble. Yeah. I already ate a lot. Yeah. Like, I'm good. I'm good for 17 years. But this, the other one, he legitimately gets beat. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of give him like an office space moment. Yeah. They started like yeah. laying in him. Like, die, motherfucker, die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I No, he's he's beat. Yeah. Beat, impaled, like. And the whole, just, first, I loved what they did with the kid, with Georgie. Mm -hmm. That they make him have to shoot Georgie in the head. Yeah. I thought that was really yeah, good. Yeah, that was strong. That was really, like, it's, because as an audience member, you're like, Oh, that's so fucked up. Yeah. Like, that's... Even though you know it's this demon clown, you're like, oh, God, you gotta kill this uh, eight-year-old kid. Yeah. Th there's this, like, resolution. I think because it is a standalone film. Yeah. They're trying to, like, wrap it as its own story. Yes. Which I think they pull off, but it makes... To your point, it's harder to then, like, dive back in. Because, like... Hitting a clown for slingshot and then just kind of disappearing. Yeah, leaves this idea that if it comes back, if it comes back, we'll deal with it. In 2017, why would you ever think ah, we fucked that? Yeah, we guy fucked that guy up. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. We did it. Losers club. Losers club, son. Yeah, I mean, I I think that obviously the visuals are stronger. I guess this ending. In the sense of how they do it is stronger, but it, it doesn't. The finality of the way they do it is so much better. Like it's almost like that should have been the ending of the second it's, one. Oh yeah, I agree. Like if if you're gonna do that, like why just fuck him up as a kid? Why yeah, do it again. Yeah, just do the same thing. It's a good payoff. I mean, yeah, like, you know, I I don't know. Like 
1990 just has it, like you mentioned, the Stand By Me. It, it feels like Stand By Me, like we shot it with a uh, slingshot. And um, it disappeared. Yep. Okay. Richie went on to be a... Yeah. <laughs> like, Richie, that's literally what part two is. Like, like yeah. they went on to, you know, be a stand-up comedian. comedian. Or whatever he, Richie is. Yeah. Like, Harry Anderson. I don't know. Um, it's it's hard to compare these two because 1990 is going to continue the story like outright. Yeah, but I guess we could. We, I think we could talk about a compar comparison in the initially. Sure. Right. Sure. I I think you're right. Um, the finale is almost like too strong in 2017. Yeah. Because it feels final. Yeah. They won. It's been done. Uh, 1990. He's fucking dead. Like, slingshot, yeah, all right. There's this slingshot, thing. then they put a bullet through his head. Henry Bowers is also dead. Right. Like, he is dead. Mm-hmm. They right. pull him down like they're in the well, and he fucking pulls him down into the well. He falls, he fall Quite after cool. five stories. Right. You're dead. Yes. Yeah. The whole thing, um... I, also, he's like, he's like 15, 16... At the very least, even if you didn't pin the Pennywise killings on him, mm -hmm. he he is being tried as an adult oh, for yeah. his father, yeah. at the very least. For his father, especially his father's a cop, the cops react so viscerally to him killing his father, who is a cop. Yes. Like, you're, cuff as they would. you're cuffing a kid and one of them decks him so fucking hard yeah. and he's like lays him out. And I'm like, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Like, Here's my problem with 2017. You want to do all this horrific shit to the Henry Bowers character? I think you've got so much runway to do it. Like, yeah, go ahead. I don't give a fuck. But the the people they choose to fuck with are like the nicest kids in town. Yeah, of and course. And like, not like this cutesy nineteen nineties like oh the like I said the shower is messed up. We're like, I am reintroducing you to the trauma of your father sexually assaulting you. That, yes. like that. That's heavy. I'll tell you what, though, if it did want to creep me out as a kid, it would probably be watching me in the shower. Yeah. I was weirded out right. enough when I was a kid. Like, in the shower, like, mm -hmm. I was like, fucking, I hated showering. Like and The voice coming out of the drain yeah. and all that? That was cool, though. Yeah. They pushed it, he, like, pushes it out of the way. That was cool. No, yeah. I, I think that a lot of, um, obviously, 2017 has more of a CGI budget, clearly. But I think a lot of the practical effects. Were, oh, dude, I do you think the, the practical effect of Belch going into to the pipe when he that bends cool. down like that, like the hot dog style, yeah. and it goes in. I think that's pretty cool. I think that to me is actually what is strong about the 1990 ending is the fact that um, clearly they're putting a lot of their budget in this scene. Yes. So, like the movie, um, at least this first half is now elevated to the point where, okay, we're going to do all this this stuff. Yeah. And, like, you get to see all these great effects. That's that's all the more reason mm -hmm. of what I'm saying about the the budget being just Tim Curry. Yeah. Like, that's why I think Tim Curry is so good yeah. in this movie. It's like, yeah. he doesn't... Like, Skarsgård has his fucking head open up, and, like, he's got, like, these rows of teeth, and he's like, ah, like, trying to eat them. Like It's like, okay, yeah, that's creepy, but... Mm -hmm. They don't have any of that. And this guy, granted, you got to work with the movie you're making. Sure. It's, Tim Curry's creepier without any of it. Right. And he's better, and he's more charismatic, and all the, like, he would be that guy. And just like the, when he, they're flipping through, they have like the, and as creepy as it is, the, the comparison, I guess, you can only compare, 
see if you have the photographs, mm -hmm. that in one scene they're looking at uh, slides Bill is showing them in their living room, in their, right. that he, it, it, the mom's, his mom's hair is blowing, and it covers uh, her face, and then when the wind blows back, it's Pennywise. Right. And you're like, oh, it's, it's scary, and he's like, Ehh! and kind of like has this goofy look, and then becomes huge, and like comes out of the picture. Mm -hmm. And then... You look at that, and you're like, well, what are the parameters of this guy? Right. Can he just be that monster all the time? Right. Like, why would, why would you be normal sized? But meanwhile, when they look at him in the picture in the in the 1990 version, they're looking at the picture of the old time yeah. fair, and like he's dancing around in the picture. I think, and I think that's, that's so much creepier. I agree. That it's an old timey, he's like climbing on the. It's like, oh, yeah, and like, talking to them through the picture. Yeah, I I thought that that was phenomenal. That's one of my favorite scenes. Him like on the like light post. Yes. Talking to them is so strong. And we all you float too. You float too. And I sort of got if the if the sound department you had the sound department from mm. it chapter one and put it into uh, it the miniseries it would have been a thousand times better. Yeah. I think with the jump scares the way they do it and like it would have been so much better. It. I think. Obviously, the problem with uh, the 1990 film is it's, it's made for TV. Yeah. Um, if you gave that entire storyline with Tim Curry, you gave more budget for uh, some of the adult actors. Yeah. Just put that. Um, and for some of the scenes, I mean, obviously, the practical effects, I thought, were still fine. They're still like, good. I didn't have any problem with them. Um, and I tend to prefer some of that stuff over a lot of CGI. Yeah. Um, what bugged me a lot about this remake is that it felt like, it's not, because they have more elements, but it felt like a generic horror film. It did a little bit. Jump scares, the lighting was very yeah. much like a horror film. And I, I like this sort of character, this character um, analysis or study that you see in 1990, and it, it works sometimes, it doesn't work other times. I think 2017 has some good character work, but like, they're leaning so far into this like CGI terror yeah. that it takes me out of some of the scenes. Um, I don't give it. Some of them I do think it, it works in like a thousand. It sure. The ways better. Like when um, he he's twisting coming out of the thing. That is so creepy. Very good. And just it's so unnatural and like it plays on your instinctual creepiness. Yeah. Like that's so unnatural that a body would move that way. That it's like even on like a primordial level you feel it. Mm -hmm. Like you're like oh god, but. It's all the that, I see all that stuff, and I, that's why I give all the more credit to Tim Curry. Sure, that it's it's he's he does so much more with less, I agree. and it's so much more impressive. And it's I mean he's a national treasure anyway. What nation? It doesn't matter. It, doesn't matter. it could be fucking America, Great Britain. It doesn't matter. But he's so good right. in that. The I genuinely show Nigel Thornberry. And the only <laughs> other thing that I love in the end of uh, it. It chapter one of the the miniseries in 1990 is how it ends that they basically calls back because Mike found a picture of Georgie at the right. crime scene and Derry now that they're all all these kids are disappearing at one of the crime scenes founds the picture of the kid so he calls everybody and basically like you guys all need to come back to Derry and sets up because they already knew that the, this is a miniseries right and it ends with Stan like getting the news. And immediately going to kill himself, mm -hmm. and he kill, and that's how it ends. You're like, yeah. oh, I got to see what the fuck happens right. now. Right. But uh, overall, the remake is better in every way except Tim Curry. 
and the ending to it. Sure. I think. So, by your assessment, should this remake exist? Yes. Yes, it should. But it's... Yes, I do. Because I do think, like, especially when I watch the remake now, as much as I like loved it when I was a kid and it scared me, it's really not. It's stupid. Yeah. It's pretty stupid when you watch it now. And it really should have been redone. And I think they did a pretty goddamn good job. I don't think it was bad. Yeah. I think that if there was a way... And this is not taking away from Scarsberg, because I think he does an amazing job of like taking an iconic horror character, making it his own, putting his own spin on it, and it, it works a lot. Yeah. Um, it works more than it doesn't work, I'll put it that way. Yes. Like, if there was a way to do that film with Tim Curry... Oh, my God. That's, I, a, that's a fucking movie I want to <laughs> like watch. Like, that's the movie I want to watch. That is what I want to watch. Because that type of psychological horror I prefer to this like just outright evil um I before talking to you because I think I got a lot more appreciation for this new cast after talking to you like I was kind of like who are these fucking kids yeah and then thinking about some of these performances that you were saying and, like the level of what Ben did and what um uh excuse me, Beverly did like I thought that those kids Knocked it out of the park. You gave me much more of an appreciation for what Richie did in his first film. Yeah. And um, I'm not a huge horror guy, so, like, would I remake this film into, like, sort of the pure horror that they kind of lean more towards? I don't know about that, but um, I think for a modern audience, it makes a lot of sense to do it this way. It was really well done. The acting from the kids, which yeah. is consistent between both. The acting from the kids is um, very strong. Yeah. In both films. And much more rounded characters, yeah. though, in the second one. I agree. I, I agree. The characters are so much more rounded. I think because they were able to tell this story... Well, they got two parts. But, like, they were able to tell the kid's story pretty succinctly. It felt like the pacing was good. And we weren't bogged down by some really rough scenes that you get in the docuseries. You don't need to spend 20 minutes with each kid. Like, here are the kids. Here's the, what their deal is. You'll Let's figure it out. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I originally wasn't coming here to say quite this in like a, a full-throated way, but like, no, this remake sh should exist. Um, not my favorite tonally. No. I think that that part's a little rough for me, but visually and what they're able to do with the writing, which is, let's call it, it's better. The yeah. writing's much better in 2017. Uh, yeah, it should exist, because I think it's going to allow people to get another chance to explore this uh this story um but i think losing tim curry is is a tough it's a tough, tough loss tough loss for sure it, he's it, he's definitely the mvp of, yeah. of that of the original both in the first one and the second one yeah the first part and the second part he's by far the I, best part it's, it hurts me to say that because Skarsgård was very strong he's very good it's just so, come on it's, man it's, tim curry, it's man. like you're talking about I don't know. It's, well, with so much less. Yeah, like, it's so much. Yeah, he like, does. But when he is, it's so much more. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's. The fact it's that not it, trying to be creepy. He just is. Right. Like right. he just is. What it is. That like, casting choice was made this entire thing because if it's someone else, if it's like that movie's fucking oh, sucks. It's one of the worst movies of all time. Yeah, it's the worst if it's not him. Tim Curry just just chews up the scenery, knows what it is. And, like, that guy would because your reality means nothing to right. this being. Right. Like, it's, I'm going to do that. Joke. I'm going to, yeah, I'm a joke. It's I'm a gonna, cosmic joke. Yeah, I'm a cosmic, it's a cosmic joke. I'm evil. Mm -hmm. That's it. Like, I don't care. Yep. I'm from the old time. Your kids, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I'm going to kill their kids. Mm -hmm. I'm going to kill your kids. 
Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, 2017, pretty strong yeah. um, remake of this, this subject. I, you know, I enjoyed it, even though there's some parts I didn't enjoy, like, while watching it. Upon further reflection, I, I enjoyed the film. Yes. It should exist. Yes, and then uh, in the upcoming episode, we will do part two. Yeah, absolutely. So, that being said, um, you can follow us on, uh, we're on Spotify, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. Yeah. You know, <laughs> this has been another episode of Retroverse Remake. I'm yeah. Reggie Parker. I'm Dan Farley. You can find me at DanFarley18 on Instagram. You can find me at RP Comedy on Instagram. And Thank you so much. That, that's it. And we all flunked out. Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs>